There's a lot of stuff that I could ask Dennis Kennedy from Hennessy, Oklahoma. But uh, the first thing that I would like to ask you is, is during the run of the Heathwave and the Heathwave clones, and during the run of the Monopoly and the Monopoly clones, there was a lot of cattle that probably got sold that really weren't out of the bowl. But it just seems like a simple little move for some marketeers to uh, switch up tires and probably dealing with that a little bit in the last couple of years. Why does it happen? <laughs> it happens because they never believe the next great ones out of the one that they just read to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it has a lot to do with. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. It probably has a lot to do with just. It's easier to lean on a sire which is uh, established rather than that upcoming sire. I don't. I couldn't tell you, and the audience will have to figure it out for themselves as far as what situations this might happen in. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. Uh, Clone. Yet you know that sometimes semen prices change and availability changes. It's sad, but it happens. How about the question of why they saw one everything's monopoly, everything's a heat wave? Yeah. That's a harder question to answer. I mean, I guess. Uh... Like I say, it happens a little bit now. You hear about it here and there, and I've gotten some feedback from some pretty top-notch breeders that, uh, you know, they uh, just just don't believe everything they see. But uh, we, I'm I'm wanting to speak directly only about the heat wave and the monopoly days. And I mean, really though, heat wave wasn't all that consistent of a sire. He definitely could hit you a home run. But uh, I mean. Over the course of time, that's what made it so easy for Monopoly. And it wasn't easy. I'm just saying it was easy for Monopoly because he was a more consistent sire. And once people got him, once people got him figured out there at the uh, year or two into his career and bred him to enough power, those steers were powerful enough and had enough power to kick them up. But, uh, you know. The heifers were always good out of that bull. Uh, so I guess my point is consistency matters. I just think it's a little bit of laziness and a little bit of just trying to fit in, and then I think maybe a marketeer probably thinks he can add a couple hundred bucks uh, of price to a calf if he misrepresents the sire from time to time. Well said. Very well said. I agree. Monopoly was just so easy to breathe. You knew what you were getting out of the bull. And this is all positive. I mean, it's it's just part of the history, so you might as well talk about it as well. Uh, proud of, and, and this show is, is we aren't afraid to broach subjects that other people might just be a little bit nervous to talk about, and uh, we're going to handle it with professionalism. Uh, the other thing that I've seen out and about in South Dakota and a couple of places is, uh, let's just say you had a a cow that randomly, a random monopoly cow that randomly worked on an I-80 cleanup bull that you had or uh, something along those lines, and uh, that pedigree got reverse engineered by the time that the fall sale came around. So it, a uh, I-80... 
cleanup bull became a I-80 cow and the cow became a monopoly sire, so a monopoly I-80 instead of an I-80 monopoly. So anyways, I mean, it just is what it is. I'm not proud of that uh, fact, and I don't personally need to do it. I just want to represent them for what they are, but it is part of our history as the show cattle business, and and uh, you know, I, I guess it's it's worth talking about because it is a part of the business. I, you know, too, Matt. I don't know if we here follow the trends being down in the south as much as what you're seeing up north. Uh, yep. I agree. I agree. People down here reverse from this to that. Uh, why? It, it doesn't make sense. I guess it's supposed to add some more value to care fuel to care. Sad. Sad that it still goes on. Now, let's speak specifically about your operation for a moment or two. Uh, I know that you have a good lifelong friendship with Justin Tibbetts from Wisconsin. Uh, I guess just year to year, you guys are marketing cattle privately. That's right, correct? You don't have an online sale or anything? That is correct. Um, so, uh, we don't have to talk very long about this, but I know that you and I have had conversations before about uh, just it gets frustrating dealing with people that want some time to pay for the calf or uh, promise you this and give you that. Uh, once again, that's not part of the business that we want to focus on, but we do need to mention it just in passing. And uh, it is what it is. So, I mean, uh, just uh, a little bit about your history. Uh, just This will be a personal story to me. I believe that you've won Houston or got reserved, maybe reserved twice. Is that right? With Uno Moscavs or do I have that story mixed up? Can you give the background on your Houston success? We we had Uno Moss, our, our two steers at Houston that were reserve grand out of Uno Moss, out of St. Cal. Uh, different different years. Just uh, for the audience uh, that doesn't wouldn't know about Uno Moss, he's a popular Southern sire. He's a from the, uh, John McMurtry from Esterville, Iowa, and uh, that cow to this day is alive. I've seen her just last spring. I hope she's alive this spring. I've been to John's yet, but I'll be there in about three or four days. But uh, bought that cat, that bought that bull. I'm just guessing. I think it was we displayed him in either 2009 or 10. It must have been 2009. He came out the same year as Jesse James, Uno Moss, and then I believe I had Dirty Harry too that that year. So I had like a group of three or four bulls we displayed. Uh, Uno Moss in Denver, and even back then he probably looked more like a Southern sire. He had a big old whale hip on him and good feet and legs for an alias derivative. Sometimes alias could do some wild things to the structure, but. Uh, uh, that bull was being generation removed from alias, delivered the structure real nice, always slicking cattle. There's a breeder from up here in Wisconsin that I'm at right now, uh, Carousel Farms, Brad Bader, that bred, bred Uno Moss for ages and uh, probably didn't have the market to trade the steers really high, but they were serviceable steers in terms of being that three to $7,000 range. And the females out of Uno Moss are tremendous. Me and my wife own an Uno, Uno Moss cow from uh, Nick Pruitt in Indiana. Uh, got a King Cobra Uno Moss that side on, her, on that calf this year, on that cow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of cool to 
just go through the years and remember those old stories about bulls that have worked for you. And then from your standpoint, I mean, to have that Houston success, pretty amazing. I mean, that's a 2,000-head show or whatever it is, and just kind of the Super Bowl of slick shows, and you got to pinpoint your steer for that show because you can't go to – you can't be feeding one for San Antonio and having it perfect for Houston because uh, it's a month later, you know, or three or four weeks later anyways. Yeah. I, I, I think, Matt, out of – Talking about Houston alone, I think we had seven out of eleven reserves at Houston. Never had a grant. So, yeah, it's cool, but it sure would be nice to have a piece with me. Hey, I appreciate the phone call. Always take the time. Uh, you get down to Oklahoma, come by, take a look, give us a call. Uh, appreciate you, Matt. Appreciate your family for everything that you do. Appreciate you, buddy. Oh, a little shout-out for old Clayton Trammell. Back in the day, two, three years ago, I was running around Texas in the fall with uh, Brandon Decker, and we had some stuff come up at home. I had to send him back. I had to buy him a flight and send him back home. And uh, I reached out to my buddy, Dennis Kennedy, and he introduced me to Clayton Trammell, and Clayton ran around with me for a week in Texas, uh, going to some herds and checking some cattle out. And uh wouldn't know Clayton unless it was for Dennis, and that's just kind of the way the club calf business rolls. Uh Got a good relationship with you, and uh, thanks for glad that I met uh, Clayton. Just good people, really good people, both of you. So I appreciate your time, and we will be in touch, Dennis. Okay. All right. See you, Matt. Thank you. Bye.